Hello and welcome to the RBC Ross Trevor Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community, to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoyed this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Well, welcome. Happy New Year to everyone. If I haven't had a chance to say Happy New Year to you and a big uh, Happy New Year as well to all those who are joining us online uh, today. We've been back after a couple of weeks away and so it's just good to be here uh, if you're in the room with us or here if you are joining us uh, online. Well, I'm excited to today open uh, the Bible and I hope that you are too. Uh, my, uh, my heart and my goal every time that I speak is that Jesus is front and centre Uh, that the cross and the resurrection are central, that the gospel becomes more beautiful, that the scriptures come more alive, and that no matter how good you think God is, that he's always better than you think that he is. And so that's my heart uh, today as we open his word. You see, as followers of Jesus, uh, the Bible is not something that we are just meant to read. It's actually something that is meant to read us. It's something that is meant to challenge us. We're meant to be thinking through, what does this mean for how I live? It's not just a book to be read. It's a book to find ourselves in and a book in which to live out. So my prayer today is that as we come and we open this, that the Spirit of God is going to be at work in our hearts, in our lives, and that we are going to leave from here different people as a result of today. So today we are in Psalm 23, so you can go ahead and turn there and we'll jump to that in a minute. But this is something that's certainly true for me, and I think this is true for you too, and that is that we all want someone to care for us, don't we? We want someone to care for us. I know there's been times when I've wondered in my life, does anyone care? Does anyone understand? So we all want someone to see us. We want someone to look out for us. We want someone who, who is interested in us. And we want someone in our life, someone in our world, who's prepared to ask us the question, how are you doing really how are you doing, really? If you're anything like me, you've also had times when you've wondered not only if other people care, but if God cares. Does God care what's happening to me? Does God see me? You see, if we're honest, we've all faced those times when it feels like God doesn't care, when it feels like that he's inattentive to our needs, or at least that he's more attentive to the needs and the lives of other People. When it seems that our prayers go unanswered and our circumstances go from bad to worse, and during these times, God doesn't just seem distant or seem silent. He actually seems like he just doesn't even care. And here's the problem. When we think that people don't care, and especially when we think that God doesn't care for us, you know what we do? We start to take care of ourselves. We take matters into our own hands. We begin to fend for ourselves because we don't think that God can be trusted with our life. You see, at a basic level of life, we trust those that we feel care for us. We trust those who we believe understand our concerns and will act in a way that considers our needs. You know this to be true. I don't actually need to tell you this. 
You don't entrust your life to a partner who you doesn't think loves or cares for you. And you wouldn't enter into a business deal with a partner that you thought was just out to take advantage of you in some way. When we don't think people care about us, we don't tend to trust them. And we do the same thing with God. And here's the thing today. Here's the thing as your pastor that I want you to know. I don't want you to not trust God because you don't think he cares for you. Right? Because nothing could be further from the truth. God, no one cares for us more than what God cares for us. So if you've ever doubted God's care for your life, if you've ever doubted God's love, if you've ever doubted God's goodness, or you've been tempted to not trust him because you think he doesn't know, that he doesn't see, that he doesn't understand, then today is for you. You see, this week, we're at week number two of our series, And Breathe, where we're looking through the Psalms. And we're looking for a time, at least for this month, where we can kind of come up for some air and to look at who God is, to look at some of his beautiful promises, his protection, his provision for us as his people. You see, the Psalms is a unique book and it's a precious gift to the people of God. Now look what Tim Keller says. Tim Keller says this of the Psalms. He says, Psalms anticipate and train you for every possible spiritual, social and emotional condition They show you what the dangers are and what you should keep in mind, what your attitude should be, how to talk to God about it and how to get from God the help you need. And so as we begin this new year, we are turning to the Psalms so that we can breathe again and to breathe in his promises, his love, his goodness, receive his comfort, his hope, and his joy. And so today, uh, we're stopping in Psalm 23, as I said. So you can, uh, you can go ahead, open your Bibles or your apps, and to do that. But what I thought we would do today is that we're going to read this from, um, we're going to read this from this book, uh, Psalm 23, uh, from Cecil the Sheep, all right? And uh, the lost sheep, Andrew McDonoghue. So uh, if you're watching this online, then you're just going to, you can go and check out his site and join us on there. You might not get all the pretty pictures, but you're going to get uh, the word of God here as well. So this is what it says. Hey, um, so he opens with my favourite. Uh, let's go back. A, let's go back a slide quickly there. Uh, my favourite bit is Psalm 23. Come and sit next to me and let's read the story together. Are we all ready to read the story together? Yes. Okay. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And there's Cecil there with the shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He looks pretty comfortable, pretty relaxed. He leads me beside quiet waters. They look like quiet waters, don't they? There's a little frog and what are they? Lotuses maybe? Lotuses there. Lilies, lilies. Thank you, hon. Very good. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It's dark in there. For you are with me, and your rod 
and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies with pizza. I don't know what those little orange things are down the bottom and and those little green things. The cake looks good though. I like pineapple and bananas. You anoint my head with oil. My smoothie overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. (laughs) And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May God bless the reading of his word today. So a well-known and a beautiful, a beautiful psalm. But I don't know about you, have there been times when you've actually read this psalm and you've thought to yourself, does David actually have any idea how life works? Like, have you actually thought that as you read this psalm? Like, it can read like David has not had experienced any heartbreak in his life, hasn't had any unexpected di- diagnosis threatening his life or any other significant challenge. And it just seems like he hasn't experienced much of life. I mean, he says, I do not lack. But most of us feel, even though we're here in Australia and we're so blessed, we still feel that there's many things that we lack. Streams of quiet water. Well, the reality is that for many of us, we've been through more storms than we have been by streams of water. And fear no evil? Really? We live in a fearful world. We're afraid to walk out to our car at night. We're afraid of this new strain of virus in the UK. And if you're in the US right now, or even if you're not, regardless of your support, you're afraid of the state of that country into the future. We're scared how our kids will turn out. We're scared of not choosing the right life partner. And of course our cup overflows, but it overflows because we're so busy running around with the kids, so busy at work staying up with the latest socials. So it can seem that David is just a young, ignorant boy of many of the challenges of life when we read this. But here's the thing, he wasn't. David was not unfamiliar with challenges. He was not unfamiliar with pain. He was not unfamiliar with trials. He didn't write this psalm as a young idealistic dreamer. This psalm was penned later on in his life after experiencing all seasons of life, a season of fear when he fled from the murderous King Saul, a season of heartbreak when he suffered the death of his infant son, a season of discouragement when he was anointed king but had no home and lived in the caves, a season of failure He committed adultery with Bathsheba and then arranged the murder of her husband Uriah on the front line. And so David writes this psalm as a testimony to what he has come to learn, know and trust about God's care for him through all seasons of life. And so here's the thing, whatever season of life you find yourself in today, this psalm has something to say to you and you can breathe Again, have a look how he begins in verse 1. David opens up and he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. What do we see here? We see that David is carrying around two revelations deep in his heart. Two revelations that have carried him well through life. Firstly, that is this, that he is a sheep, not the shepherd. 
that he is a sheep, not the shepherd. This is a key revelation to have at the start of 2021 for us. You see, when a sheep thinks they are the shepherd, things are upside down. But David knew that he was someone who was prone to wander and not and entirely reliant on God, whether he realised it or not. So I wonder, do you carry this same revelation? Do you carry this same revelation at the start of this year that you are a sheep, not the shepherd? David also carried another important revelation, and that is that God doesn't just shepherd his people, although he does, but that he is David's personal shepherd. He says, the Lord is what? My shepherd. I wonder today, do you have a revelation of God as your personal shepherd? Not just the shepherd of his people, not just the shepherd of his church, but your personal shepherd. Because I'll tell you why this is important. Because when life hurts and uncertainties come, you need to know in your bones that God cares and that God shepherds you personally. And so from these two revelations that David has and he carries within him, he makes this declaration that therefore God is all I need. I lack nothing. Can you declare the same thing today? In the rest of the psalm, David goes on and he tells us why he trusts his shepherd completely. Have a look. Firstly, because of this. In verse 2, because he knows us and he leads us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. God shows us that he cares for us by knowing what we need and leading us there. Now, imagine for a moment that you are an actual sheep, okay? That you are an actual sheep. You wouldn't want anything more than what this shepherd provides for you. Have a look. He gives you good food, he gives you good water, and he gives you good paths. Like, that's just like heaven for a sheep. Good food, good water, good paths. Without such a shepherd, you would have gone hungry. You might have had to drink from a fast-flowing river and had the potential of being caught away because of the, 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 the rapids. You might have taken the wrong path and found yourself in enemy territory and killed. You might have needed to be bandaged up, like some of the things that we saw in Cecil the Sheep. David says, like a shepherd knows what a sheep needs, so my personal shepherd knows what I need and he can lead me there. Friends, take a deep breath right now and be refreshed by God. Be refreshed by that truth, that knowing that while everything isn't right in the world, that while 2021 is still a year of uncertainty and challenge, you can hold to the truth that as your personal shepherd, God knows what you need and he can lead you there. So don't start this year. Don't start taking matters into your own hands. Don't start fending for yourself because you think that God doesn't care for you. Because when you do this, you are playing the role of the shepherd, not the sheep. When sheep play the role of the shepherd, it doesn't turn out well. Sheep need the shepherd to lead them. And so this year, make a commitment today. January 10, to not step in front of the shepherd. So let me ask a question. Uh, is there an area in your life where right now 
you know that you're actually stepping in front of the shepherd. You're trying to lead and guide your own life. See, sheep who lead the shepherd are out of place. But the sheep who follow the shepherd, well, they're the ones who experience God's goodness and his grace. Secondly, David says, I trust my shepherd completely because I know that he stands with me in the darkest times. Have a look what he says. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. And some of the most beautiful words that you will hear, for you are with me. In the first three verses, I don't know if you noticed, but David is speaking about his shepherd, what the shepherd does. He leads me, he guides me. But here in verse 4, David changes gears and he gets more personal here, doesn't he? David moves from speaking about his shepherd to speaking to his shepherd. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. And I love where this shift happens. Where, where does this change happen? Where does it get more personal? Well, it gets more personal in the darkest valley. You see, when we are walking through dark valleys of our own, it's easy to think that God doesn't care for us, that he's inattentive to our needs. And we might begin to wonder where God is when we need him the most. Has he left me alone? Is he letting me just fend for myself? Is he abandoned or has he forgotten me? If you've ever felt this way or maybe you even feel it now, here's some good news for you to tuck away. And that is this, that the shepherd gets closer when the valley gets darker. And that's the truth. That's how it works with God. You see, David learnt that his shepherd led him when the path was smooth, but stood with him when the path was dark and rough. Isn't that just a beautiful picture of God? Isn't that a lovely picture of who God is? And I believe that some of us need to grab hold of that at the start of this year, that at their moments of greatest fears and darkness, God does not stand, God does not just lead us, he actually stands present with us. You may not be able to see him, but you need to know this deep down in your spirit. Third, we see that God comforts us. Verse 4. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David was a shepherd for many years and knew how the rod and the staff worked. He was very familiar with those. Sheep are vulnerable to their enemies, to lions and wolves and, and bears. So the rod was used to provide protection against predators. It, could, it would be used to defend the sheep. The staff was used to guide and rescue the sheep. If they got themselves in places of harm, then they, they could be easily just pulled away. So the shepherd would defend it with the rod and would rescue with the staff. You know what this brought? This brought comfort to the sheep. They were safe. And here's the thing for you and I today. There's an enemy out there and he's looking to take us down. His only role is to steal, kill and destroy. All that he can do is lie. But he's looking to take us down. And so without our shepherd defending and rescuing us, you and I, we're vulnerable. And he will stop at nothing to tempt us into poor decisions, self-defeating mindsets and making you feel afraid, angry, anxious or defeated. But you see, sheep aren't safe because they say that, look, I can, I can take this bear or I can outrun this lion or I'm smarter than the wolf. 
No, the sheep can't do that. But the sheep are safe. Why? Because of the shepherd. And the same is true for you and I. We are not safe because we are smarter or we can outwit or outrun the enemy. We are smarter because we have a shepherd who comforts us by his protection and his rescue of us. The fourth reason why we can trust God completely is found in verse 5, and it's because he is our host. It says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Now, there's another change in this psalm here, isn't there? Here we see another change from God pictured as our shepherd to God as our host. What a beautiful image of God. You see, a host is a more intimate term than shepherd. And it's a word that we are more familiar with too than than shepherd. We have hosted parties ourselves. We have been hosted at parties. God, and we know this, that good hosts lavish it on their guests and they make people feel cared for. They make people feel welcomed. They make people feel valued and honoured. They make people feel like family. The table is a symbol of this. It's a symbol of honour. It's a symbol of provision. It's a symbol of blessing. And so I love this image of God as host. But what's even more wonderful when you think about it is where it is that we are hosted. Where is it that we find this table? Where is it that we find the blessing? Where is it that we find the favour? Where is it that we find the provision and he honours us? It's in the midst of our enemies, in the presence of our enemies. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have been happy if it had said, God prepared a table hidden away for me, safely in a rock, far away from my enemies. I don't know about you, but that seems like a much better translation, you know, than what David actually said. But here's the thing. This side of the new heavens and earth, God doesn't remove us from the presence of our enemies but he does promise us that he will host us, bless us and protect us, even in the midst of our troubles. So although there may be times that it looks like you are surrounded, may you know that you are in fact surrounded by God, safe and sound in the presence of your gracious host, seated at a table with him, enjoying a lavish seven-course degustation with matching wines and your cup, is brimming with blessings. This is how we've got to see this. This is how we've got to see what is going on here. And finally today, we can know that God cares for us because his goodness and his love follows us forever. What does he say? Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Does God care for us? Does God care for our church? Does God care for our world? Absolutely. God's goodness and love will follow us all the way into new creation. Did you know this? That you cannot, you cannot outrun or outsin God's love and his goodness. You just cannot. But how often, how often do we actually try to do that? How often do we think that because of our past mistakes and failures that, we are, that God is mad and we are bad 
and so that there's no hope for a good and a blessed future. We have this thought all the time. But that's just not how it works with God. You cannot outrun or out in the love of God or the goodness of our shepherd. And if there's one person who can testify to this truth, if there's one person who can say that, it's David. Church, we can't turn back time and we can't undo the mistakes that we've made. But what we can do is we can turn back and we can turn back to God. And do you know what we'll see when we turn back to God? We will see his goodness and his love following us. It's a beautiful picture. So this psalm teaches us that because of our shepherd, we are safer, we are more cared for and more blessed than we could ever imagine. That God cares for us, he knows and leads us, he stands with us, he comforts us, he hosts us, and his goodness and his love follows us. But of course, there's another place where we can know and see that no one cares for us more than what God cares for us. And where is that? Well, that's at the cross. If Psalm 23 speaks loudly about God's care for us, then the cross shouts to us that God cares, that God's goodness, his love and his mercy will follow us for all of our days. See, and in John 10, we read this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus is our good shepherd and he gave his life and laid it down for you and I on the cross. So when we are tempted to doubt God's love and God's care for us this year, we can look back, but not at our sin, but at the cross which serves as an anchor of hope for us and a sign of how good God has been. You know, we sing a song here and the words of it say this, Who could dare ascend that mountain, that valleyed hill called Calvary? But for the one I call good shepherd, who like a lamb was slain for me. I'll praise you on the mountain. I'll praise you in the mountains in my way. You're the summit where my feet are. So I'll praise you in the valley all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is in the highlands and the heartache all the same. It's because the good shepherd went to the cross, died as the Lamb of God for the sins of this world that we can know forever and deep in our spirits that God loves us, that God cares for us and then that we can trust him with everything that we have. The cross is the clearest demonstration of God's care and he will never leave us. Or forsake us. Will you stand today? Because I just want to pray for us today. And I want to pray that today we would just experience his presence here, that we would experience his love, we would know his mercy, his goodness, and his love that follows us. And that this year would be a year uh, that 
you would experience more of that. And if you're joining us online, why not just where you are, you might want to put your hands in front, whoever it is that you're gathered with, and just to join us as we pray here today. So Heavenly Father, I ask that you just pour out your spirit on us. Spirit of God, come into this place. Have your way with us. Lord, remind us deep in our bones that you love us, that you care for us and that you can be trusted. Because Lord, you have things for us this year that you want us to be partnering with you in. You have changes that you want to see us make into this world for your glory and our good. And Lord, you want to call us to take each step that there is and to step out in trust and faith. And so to do that, Lord, we just need to know that you are trust, trustworthy. And Lord, today we've seen through Psalm 23, through David's life, the things that he the testimony that he has of who you are. And Lord, we've seen the cross, the greatest revelation of the love and the goodness of God, the greatest revelation that you will never leave us or forsake us. So Lord, it is my prayer at the start of this year that you would just plant these truths deep into each of our hearts and lives, from the youngest here to the oldest, from those who are watching online in Adelaide to those who are watching further abroad. Lord, just deposit that truth within us, I pray. And so we just want to celebrate you now. We just want to celebrate your goodness. We just want to say thank you for who you are. And Lord, that we trust you and that we give our lives to you again, our shepherd. We declare today that we are not going to step in front of you, but we are going to stay behind you and let you lead us to the things that we need and that are good for us and our world. And so we pray it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.